This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss the 1995 sci-fi horror flick, Species, and we're doing the entire episode in the nude. Just kidding. Or am I? To the Swearwolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, Brett. I went to Maryland for the first time. How was it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird living in Arizona for as long as I did. I mean, when I lived, I lived in Wisconsin for the first 17 years of my life. But for the first 16 of those years, I didn't drive. And that last 17th year, I guess it was the. It doesn't fucking matter. Let's just call it 17th. For the last 17th year that I was there, I did drive, but I was like, I drove to the school and back. Like, I wasn't going on road trips anymore, right? <laughs> right. You do that thing where you pick a lane and just stay in it. It's like, I don't want to change lanes <laughs> yeah. or merge or... It's usually that the nonsense. right lane. I still do that, though. I'm like, okay, I got to turn left in 14 miles. I'm getting in the left lane now. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I first learned how to drive, that was exactly what I would do. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to a concert. It's no. 20 miles away. Like, what side of the road is it going to be on? I'll just get there. Yeah. Just stay in that lane. I will get back to my story about Maryland in just a second. But um, do you remember having to have a memory? <laughs> what I mean by that is Brody, my son, his name is Brody. Oh, Brody like before that, you could just put it in your phone? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because he asked me the other day, he goes, how the hell did you guys memorize people's phone numbers? And I'm like, ah, we just did. Like, I just yeah. knew people's phone numbers. I knew people's pager numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, home phone numbers. I knew, obviously, my own home phone number. Also, people's addresses and how to get to their house. Like, now, I don't even, like, concern myself with that. I'm like, just send me your address, and I just map yep. quest it. And I don't remember it the next time, so I'm like, I have to map quest it again. I have to map quest it again. Do you use map quest? Or whatever. Is that still a thing? <laughs> yeah, I print out. <laughs> I print out the directions. I was like, what? Put in my whatever. phone. Whatever. I say MapQuest like I say Q-tip. I probably don't use actual Q-tips <laughs> or actual Band-Aid brand bandages either. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. But okay. anyway, yes, you I go pass. to Google Maps. Or, or I just wanted to actually, check because I was about, about to blow your mind. You'd be like, did you know, Brett, that you can just put it in your phone <laughs> and the phone will take you? Whatever it is on your phone. Maps? Yeah. Is it maps? That's what I use. Yeah, that's um, what I used to. The first two years that we did the podcast, I still think I had to put in directions to your house <laughs> every week. <laughs> no, because I wasn't going out there every week. I was well, going out true. there like yeah, once true. a month, like every three weeks. Every three weeks, and so like I was just like, man. And then finally, it got to the point where I was like, I think I can. I think I, I think understand I this now. now. <laughs> like, where do I turn? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so he's asking me about that. So uh, talking about um, uh, driving you know, turning and where you got to turn and everything yeah. like that. Now it's just like the map tells me in 3.2 miles, you will take a left turn. All right, cool. I like when it's like in 600 feet, it's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that could 
be. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, what's a foot? I mean, I know yeah, a I miss foot. turns all the time because of that. I'm like, just say, take your next right, asshole. <laughs> I'll, I'll respond to that. It's very direct. You know, they, they can have you do different uh, accents. So, like, my wife has uh, hers talking to her, like, in an Australian accent. Mine's just the standard one. But it would be nice if they had, like, different, like, attitudes. Like, hey, you fuck. Yeah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you gotta turn right. You gotta flip a bitch now. You missed your turn. Dick. And then it's like, oh, fuck. I got to re- uh, re-navigating. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it just sounds of exasperation. Yeah. Dude, one of my friends, I may have mentioned this before, picked me up one time. We were in, I think, Idaho. And he had a rental car that had like an actual like navigation unit. This was like 10 like plus years ago. Like a Garmin or a TomTom? Something like that. But it talked like a pirate. And it had, it's still like port and starboard and shit. <laughs> And it was like with a pirate I, well, accent. I would be, I would be so lost if it was like port. I'd be like, what? Start hard to port. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Got a 50-50 chance. Yeah, that's um, pretty funny. Living in Arizona then, to get out of Phoenix and into a, a populous place, it takes like probably four and a half hours. Uh, you know, we did that trip up to Las Vegas one day. Yeah. But that was a long day. Like driving up to Las Vegas... That's about four hours, four and a half each way. Four and a half each way. So that's nine hours plus the couple hours that we were there. That was a long fucking day. Yeah. Driving out to LA is six hours. So it's not something you usually take day trips. Living out here, it's like other states are like two hours away. So it's a, it's a, still a novelty to me that I can drive to New Jersey in an hour and a half, two hours. I can drive to Maryland in two hours. I can be in Baltimore like in two and a half hours. I can be in New York state, like upstate in like probably like two hours. Jealous. Be in Buffalo in like four. So it's kind of nice to be able to like, oh yeah, I can, I can drive all over the place. So I I have to drive through like four hours of desert to get anywhere. And that's the other thing too, is like there's stuff. Yeah. There's shit to look at. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. So it's dirt and cactus. Yeah, it's not dirt and cactus. It's not really the greatest stuff to look at, but it's still stuff, you know? But anyway, so we went down to Maryland because Monster Mania was going on down there, and we decided... uh, Well, I decided that I wanted to go, and then I was like, I'm going to bring the whole family. Everybody expressed interest in going, so my daughter and son and uh, my wife came with me and met uh, Joseph Whip. Whip? Whip? Uh, and he was a pretty nice guy. Uh, he signed uh, our screen posters for us. Yeah, because he played uh, sheriff. I can't remember his name, but he was Dewey's. Yeah, Dewey's sheriff. He was the sheriff. Yeah, he the was first the sheriff uh, in the first scream. So he signed our posters for us, and then he signed your Nightmare on Elm Street one sheet. Yeah, uh, which I am currently in possession of. So you better be fucking nice to me because <laughs> he also signed. Uh, he had him sign that other one of mine too, right? The art. Well, print thing. maybe I don't know. Yes, of course <laughs> I did. Yay! Uh, David has this. Like, is it a Mondo? Uh, uh, no, print? I don't think so. It might have been like Hero Complex or one of those, but they didn't make very many of them. It's a cool ass poster. Now, usually everybody that I ha- uh, have signed it for you and that you've signed had sign that I've seen embedded in the presence of has always commented on how awesome that poster is. Thank you. Yeah. I think they it only is, did like 150 of them or something like that. It is very rolled up right now. So it's going to be all coily when I get it. <laughs> the fucker needs to be framed quickly. So it gets <laughs> flattened out. Uh, you have it. You have a frame for it, right? I do. Yeah. They got him. Then went over to Marley Shelton. Cause I only needed to get two people while I was there. Joseph whip. And that was for me. 
and then Marley Shelton, which I didn't have her sign anything for me. I, I thought about it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get Rose McGowan. I'm not going to get Marley Shelton. It's just fine. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't fucking care. Uh, that was for my Planet Terror Oh, yes, yes, yes. Poster that I have Robert Rodriguez's signature on. So I'm like, whatever. It doesn't, whatever. Anyway, went over to her table. And surprisingly, like both of those tables, not surprisingly for Joseph Whip, but surprisingly for her, her line was non-existent. That's awesome. Yeah, I would have expected her to have a fairly long line. She was right next to Kane Hodder, though. And Kane Hodder, nice guy, talks to people. So it takes a little bit of time. Um, but also a lot of people like yeah, Kane Hodder. Right. Despite the fact that he's at every goddamn show. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he's probably got it all planned out. Yeah, we see Kane a lot. Yeah. And I was going to bring something, but I thought, ah, his show, his line's probably going to be big and long. And I was right. But so so that line was kind of trickling over into her space. So I kind of felt bad for her, but it made it look like her line was longer. Was she getting pissed? But, like, fuck you, Kane. No, she was very nice. Uh, went up to her. Some guy was standing there and he was like, Oh, was she Wendy Peppercorn in, uh, in the Sandlot? The Sandlot? And he starts looking it up on his phone, and I just look at him, and I go, of course she was. And he goes, oh, well, then I got to get her autograph. So he came in behind me. So I actually <laughs> got her business. So Nice. Look at you doing your part. Got her to sign your two Scream 5 one sheets that you have. Yay. And uh, then got a picture with her. And like I said, she was really nice. Uh, she was actually like very nice. She was trying to talk to my trying to talk to my daughter, but my daughter was like, "I don't know who the fuck you are." <laughs> She's like, ah. <laughs> uh, "But the person that my daughter did know who they were was Christina Ricci." And so her and my wife went and like we saw her line. Her line was her line made uh, Nev Campbell and David Arquette's line look like fucking child's play. Really, like her line was constant. And long, the entire, like Matthew Lillard level, like long line. Right. right? And uh, I was like, I'm not waiting in that fucking line. I was like, you guys can wait. I'm just not going to. I will be here all day. And I want to actually enjoy the show and go and look around and stuff like that. And they're like, no, we don't want to wait in line either. But we're going to go scope out where she is and see if we can see her. And so they went into this room. uh, Where she was. And uh, they saw her. But my wife was like, fuck this. I'm buying a photo op. Nice. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, I don't know how many of us can be in there. And I go, if it's only two, you and our daughter can go and be in the picture with her. But if it's four, we can all go in there. Because because my son was like, I don't really care one right. way or the other. But my daughter has watched uh, uh, Wednesday is where she knows her from, which oh, okay. is funny because you know her as Wednesday, uh, probably from when she was younger, right? Yeah. Uh, that's like our first introduction that uh, that movie. Uh, one of the first introductions to her, but she's seen the Jenna Ortega mo- show Wednesday and Christina Ricci's in that. Yeah. I liked that show. So, that show was awesome. Yeah. I, I'm hoping they make another season. I would but, think so. Uh, I would think so too. Uh, and then more, more recently we've been watching her in yellow jackets and you know, and she is fantastic in that show. Amazing in that show. Yeah, She's my favorite character. I think of course, of course, yeah. uh, of the older ones. Right. And now with Elijah Wood in it, that's kind of fun to see those two together. Yeah, I've enjoyed that show. All four of us could be in there. So Score. here's the thing about Monster Mania, okay? I'm going to tell you this right now. Monster Mania, I, I, I like the guests that they get there. 
but that'll probably be the last Monster Mania convention I go to. I say this now, they'll probably score some guests that I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to go. <laughs> Didn't you say their last one was pretty disorganized? It's not that it's Oh, you said the venue sucked. The venues sucked. And this venue sucked too? This venue sucks too. And they have guests that people want to meet. David Arquette was there. Christina Ricci was there. William Shatner was there. Their lines were long as fuck. You right. know, William Shatner ain't getting any younger. And people, he's Captain Kirk. So you got the fucking ner- the Star Wars nerds. You got the horror nerd or Star Star Wars nerds. Look at me. The Star <laughs> Trek nerds. Like, oh, Mr. Shatner, will you sign this Empire Strikes Back? Will you sign my Chewbacca mask? <laughs> so get the fuck out of here. There <laughs> <laughs> you got the Star Trek nerds. You got the horror nerds. Uh, it's a it's a clusterfuck of of aroma and uh, <laughs> and sweat and it was oh. rainy that day and it was muggy and it was just it was just awful. But anyway, um, and and where they have the autographs is like right where the vendors are too. So it's like constant like traffic jams. And then uh, the the photo op people uh, who who run a tight ship. We've we've done photo ops with them uh, when we saw John Carpenter. It's like very mm-hmm. regimented, pop 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 pop, right? Yep. Well, they're trying to do their thing. Where they have the people cattling for that is right where the you have to go to get to autographs one way and vendors the other way. So you got all the people waiting, all converging in one spot, and then you got people going left and people going right, and it was a fucking shit show, David. <laughs> So I go, I got to get the fuck out of here. I go, I don't even care. I said to my wife and my daughter and and my son was with me. We were like, you guys wait, we'll go outside and you guys go get your picture taken because fuck this. So I went upstairs. It was downstairs. I went upstairs. No sooner do I go upstairs than my wife and my daughter come following us. And my wife's like, we got, we're not going to be able to hear when they call our name off of this. And I go, well, you know what? We'll be the last ones then because I don't give a fuck. (laughs) When the line starts moving, that's when we can go. So she goes, hold on. And so she goes and asks somebody who works for Monster Mania. She goes, what, what that, can you hear uh, from up here when they call? And she's like, probably not. She said, but you could go around this other way. That'll get you downstairs. So mm-hmm. we go around this other way. It's not the way that anybody is supposed to go. Yeah. But it led us right down there to the back entrance where all the celebrities were coming down for, their, for oh, the photo cool. ops. And uh, we went down there and we got, we were not like at the front of the line, but we didn't have to wait in that big cattle call of everybody. That's cool. So we just stayed, hung out there, got in there. It was pretty quick. Like I said, they're pretty regimented with those photo ops. And we just went in there. That's the one good thing about photo ops is like it. They keep it moving. Like, yeah, you want to chit chat. You go to the table for that. Yeah. This is like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Awesome. Nice to see you. Bye bye. Yeah. And Christina Ricci uh, was very pleasant with everybody, ourselves included. And she says, uh, you know, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming out. Her voice was really rough because I'm assuming she had been talking talking all weekend. And really short. My 10-year-old daughter is taller than her by probably I saw that. That was crazy. She was very (laughs) petite. Now, my daughter is also... You know, your daughter's tall, yeah, five foot two. So, (laughs) yeah, but still, I was surprised when I saw the photos. Like, oh wow, she's really small. Yeah, she's probably five foot. Do you think they pitch correct her voice and that actually was her real voice? And they just change it on TV. They manipulate it electronically. What? What are you? What are you talking about? Christina, uh, Christina Ricci in real life. Is she like, hey, sugar, come over here, get your photo (laughs) taken, get your hand off my ass? Yeah, she just smokes like three packs a day. (laughs) Hey. 
you, you got a light. Yeah, so that was really cool. Did that, got to look at some vendors. I actually talked to the guy who invented the game Mixtape Massacre. Oh, sweet. I have his game. And I bought it from him. Nice. Because he explained it to me, and I said, look, dude, I, I played this game uh, last Friday. And he's like, yeah. I go, that game was complicated as fuck. And he goes, I know. He goes, uh, that game came out right around the same time as our game came out. He's like, actually, that guy has asked us for some advice on like marketing and shit like that. <laughs> um, but uh, he said, we invented this game to play easily. And it should be easy to play. And we have tons of videos. He goes, so shoot me an email or whatever if hmm. you need some help playing it and whatnot. But I bought it directly from him. And they have tons of expansion packs now. Yeah, I think I've got one of them. So... Uh, we're going to give that a try. So Mixtape Massacre guy, whatever your name was, very cool nice. Guy. If you guys want to check it out, you can go to their website. Let me know how that game is. I've owned it for years and I've yet to open it. Yeah. Supposedly, like the reason, the impetus behind it was they were trying to play a board game one night and the rules were so complicated and they had people there who weren't like keen on board games, kind of like me and my family. Like we just want to sit down and play a game. That's right? kind of how I am too. I don't want to think too oh. much. No, I don't want to have to like go, okay, and then you have to roll this dice. Let me to consult tell you what... with the rule book here. Yeah, oh. no. And so he is kind of like, um, I I got the impression from him, and he kind of said something similar to this, but not exactly. But it's like Clue. Like it's as simple as playing Clue. Like when we were kids, we were able to get Clue, right? Like yeah, yeah, you figured it out. Keep checking the rules. Like you just got told the rules once, took five minutes to learn how to play, and you're playing. That's kind of like, it's not like Clue, but it's like as simple as Clue. Right, right. So that was fun. A couple more vendors bought some little tchotchke-ass things like I always do. And uh, came home. Was home by 5.30 in the evening. It's a good full day. It's a good full day in another state. Now I'm going to be going to another state, David. I'm going to be going to Jersey again. Busy little bee. I spend more time in fucking Jersey than Jersey Mike does. I swear to God, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna see him uh, pro- possibly uh, at Chiller Theater, where I'm going to meet a couple of people for you Thanks. again. I'm like your little bitch boy. <laughs> a couple of people from Monster Squad are gonna be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Hervey, who was the bully uh, in Monster Squad, and then um, the sister. Uh, no, uh, the the. the- "Quote unquote," the virgin, right? Yeah, she was the sister of one of the. Oh girls, yes, yes, yeah, of one of the guys. I was right? thinking. The I older, thought you were talking about the little girl, not the little girl, the older sister. Yeah, right. She's gonna be there, and then also the two like stuck-up snobs from uh, Scream are gonna be there. <laughs> and I was talking about this with my wife, and I started laughing so hard because my wife goes, uh, "Billy, she's got." <laughs> she's talking about there's that scene. Oh and yeah, the, the girls are in the bathroom. bathroom. And uh, the one girl goes, well, maybe Sydney did it. And she goes, no, she's got Billy. Or she's got, she's got her own bubble butt boyfriend, Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's got her own bubble butt boyfriend, Billy. And I just started cracking up because my wife said that just out of the blue. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes, and you know, that, that line always stuck with me because he doesn't have a bubble butt. She goes, because I can't look at it. And I was like, Skeeto Rich doesn't have a bubble butt. <laughs> and your wife was really looking. <laughs> she, oh, I'm sure she was. She probably... That you know, that's the one guy that I've met that my wife hasn't met, and she's like, mm. "Do you remember my wife came about. to that one show that we were at, and she was just walking around the hall? She didn't meet Skeet, but she was like, oh wow, 
that Skeetle yeah. Rick? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, wow, he looks good. And I was like, all right, yeah. down girl. Yeah, that's the only reason why she came, though. Yeah, oh, exactly. She's like, oh, how are you guys doing? Skeet around? <laughs> yeah, your wife has never come to any show we've ever <laughs> gone to. As close as that show is to your house, she's never come. Skeetle Rich comes and she's all, uh, I think I'll meet you guys up down there. <laughs> we could uh, find a way to <laughs> mosey on downstairs for a bit. Oh, bubble butt boyfriend, Billy. <laughs> she's got her own Maybe bubble butt. Maybe she's a slut, just like her mother. <laughs> anyway those girls are gonna be there so uh, that'd be cool dude that lineup is fucking nuts for chiller theater that line that lineup is everyone from priscilla presley to mike love from the beach boys to bubble butt boyfriend billy girl (laughs) yeah the lineup is it's all over the place and they're still adding people i know yeah i look at it every day and i'm like jesus christ my whole family's go- again going because we all had a good time at the other one. That'll, so and that'll be just, a good people watching one because there's like, even the people that you're not going to meet, you're like, oh, there's so-and-so. Yeah. There's yeah, the fucking yeah. kid from Problem Child. Dude, you know, my daughter, my daughter wants to meet Priscilla Presley. Huh. And I'm like, what? Why? That's interesting. <laughs> she goes, I just read uh, that or she heard or saw a TikTok or some shit. I don't know. She's like that her daughter died. And I'm like, yeah, her daughter did die. Lisa yeah. Marie just Lisa died. Marie. She's, like, she's like, yeah. Well, my, what does my daughter know from Lisa right. Marie? She's 10 years old. <laughs> I don't know why she knows Priscilla Presley either. She goes, but she was married to Elvis. And I was like, you're, you're right about that as well. <laughs> so <laughs> so you going to meet her? That's cool. Uh, I don't know if she's going to meet her. She's just like, she's been talking about her. And, and I was like, you know, you, my, my sister um, is a huge Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. And she'd be hugely jealous if I sent her a picture of me, like just Priscilla ha- Presley, hamming it up with Priscilla. Oh yeah, me and me and Scylla here, <laughs> just hanging out. So yeah, that shows that show's gonna be crazy. It should be a good one for people watching. I'm looking forward to that one. You got a couple of shows. Well, then I'm retiring from show. When I say then that, you're done. You've been on quite the run. I say that, but they're just now announcing like the next Monster Mania or next New Jersey Horror Con lineup. Yeah, they'll sucker you back in. And then there's also Steel City Con has a show coming up here in the in the end of summer. I think. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to have there, but sometimes they have some good guests. So I like that show too. That, that show? That was a good show. That show is well, uh, very well organized. And yeah, well I was impressed with that one last year. With like a thousand vendors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really did. So, but anyway, you got a couple of shows coming up. Well, which ones are you going to? I got, to? first one up is Texas Frightmare in Dallas. Yeah. I think she, I think it's in Irving. It's in the Dallas Yeah, that's, Fort the, Worth that's area. the one you just you're just going there and coming back, right? I'm going up on like a Friday afternoon or a Friday morning or something like that, and then I'm coming back Saturday night. So I'm just staying one night. Okay. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Doing that one. And then uh, like the week after that, a week or two after that, I, I've got Monster Palooza in Pasadena, California. And then I've got. Uh, Which will be another good one, probably. Yeah, and then I think right when I get back is when I go to London for like a week. I've got like three or four weekends in a row of travel. It's going to be nuts. And then... Oh, look at me. I'm David. Oh, I'm Jet Setter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I live out of a first, suitcase. First class every flight, by oh. the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then I got Mad Monster Party, Arizona. I think that's in July in Phoenix. July 7th through the 9th. Yep. And then October... Or actually, late September, early October is the Halloween 45 show where they're going to have a bunch of people from the Halloween movies. That's also in Pasadena, I believe. Tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but I'll probably go to that one too. That one is one that I might do it. Come out to Arizona 
and then you and I can ride out there cool. together. Yeah. Unless you want to fly out there. No, if I go to that one, well, depending on the list, I will oh, probably yeah. want to drive because I'll probably want to get my pinball glass signed by some Yeah, peeps. I might go to that one with you. Not that I have anything to sign, but I just go to it just because it's like, well, look at all these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From Halloween. <laughs> I'm fun. sure there's going to be a shit ton of them. So a lot of shows coming up. I'm sure people are bored as fuck listening to us talk about this stuff, though. <laughs> when are they going to talk about a movie? Talk about a movie. You fucks. Well, you're going to be disappointed because we're talking about species today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Species came out in 1995. I had seen this movie. Uh, You've seen this movie. I have not. Well, I have now. Oh, you have now. This was the first time. This was the first watch. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, Turbo. (laughs) We went to Son of Monster Palooza was the first show you and I went to. And Natasha, Natasha Henstridge was there. And you met her and had her sign something. What'd you have her sign? I had her sign a eight by ten from Ghosts of Mars. Oh, which oh, I had. Yeah, that's seen. right. Yeah, <laughs> and you still had. She her was sign super her. nice. Really, yeah, really nice. You, you know, I walked away from you at that point. I was like, oh, let me. I'm gonna go look down here while you wait for her. And I just walked away, and I didn't. I didn't get a chance to meet her. So that's good <laughs> yeah, to hear. She was that very she was cool. Nice. Well, anyway, I thought it was a species something, but nope. it was Ghosts of Mars. That that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I got a weird soft spot for it. I think I even told her that. You have a soft spot in your head for that. Um, (laughs) But Species came out in 1995. I haven't seen this movie since it came out on VHS. I really wanted to see it when it came out. Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk about that. But um, that's interesting that this is the first time you've watched it. And I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah. For once. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. (laughs) First time for everything. Species came out July seventh, nineteen ninety five. I was, I was, but just barely eighteen years old, David. And I had just graduated from eighth grade. Aww, I'm just about you. to go to high school. Aww, and I was just about going to college. <laughs> what was the number one movie in the theater that weekend of July seventh? That's a blockbuster weekend. July seventh. I know. I feel really good about my pick. I think I got okay. this one. I'm a little less confident on the song. Okay. The song, I took a little bit of a gamble. Um, okay. But movie, I remember the summer of 1995 very well. Uh, I'm going to go with Apollo 13. You are correct. You know, I've Boom. never seen that movie. What? I've never seen Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I remember when it came out, I was like, meh. You should check it out yeah. sometime. Someday. Maybe when I'm old. It's good. <laughs> sure. I'm sure it is. I just was like, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I know what happens. I've had enough of this Tom Hanks fuck for the last <laughs> to last me a lifetime. Uh, that's correct. That was the number one movie in the theater. What was the number one song? I'll give you a hint. Okay. If you would like one. Sure. It might change your guess. It might change. It's from a movie. What I picked is from a movie. And it's a movie that I did see in the theater instead of Apollo 13. <laughs> okay. I, all right, maybe this is it. Because I was thinking, so the movie that I or the the song that I picked actually came out in 1994 from an album that came out in '94, but didn't really pick up steam until the song was featured in Batman Forever. So I'm okay. going Seal Kiss from a Rose. That is 100 percent wrong. Damn it! It is not Kiss Damn from a Rose. <laughs> However, I did see Batman Forever. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> uh it's have you ever really loved a woman by oh Brian yes adams 
from Don Juan de Marco. You ever really, really, really ever loved a woman? So I saw Don Juan de Marco with Marlon Brando and Johnny <laughs> fucking Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. I never the saw theater, that movie. But I never saw Apollo 13. <laughs> Dude, when I worked at fucking PetSmart in high school, yeah. we heard the same fucking songs like on our muzak or whatever like every day yeah. and that song that don juan demarco song was a staple <laughs> dude that that song suffers from a being bad and c i'm gonna skip over b yeah dude when i hear that song now even like to this day it triggers thoughts of dog shit in multiple ways but it also suffers from having a really long title have you ever really loved a woman and something that's not easy to say have you ever really loved a woman like that doesn't sound like yeah it doesn't really Roll, off, roll the off the tongue. Anyway, Species, written by Dennis Feldman. Okay, Dennis Feldman. He's written a couple of movies that we've seen, not horror movies. Uh, just one of the guys. Oh, the eighties movie with yep. the the football helmets over the boobies. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. that movie, but I seen I've the seen VHS cover. <laughs> uh, the Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. And there's a movie that he wrote and directed that is one of the most underrated comedies of the 1980s oh it's a movie when i worked at the video store i put up as one of brett's picks mm-hmm. it's called real men never heard of it probably not not a lot of people have very underrated okay stars james belushi okay and john ritter all right yeah never heard of it this movie is i really liked it when i saw it as a kid um and years later, I was like, this movie was good. So I watched it again. And I'm like, yeah, I was right. This movie is good. It's about this guy. I'll give you a brief synopsis of Real Men. Yeah. Uh, these aliens are going to give us like uh, the the way to like cure pollution or some shit. I don't know what it is. They're going to give us something. And in return, they want a glass of water. that's all they require is a glass of water and they want it to be delivered by the one human that they trust and that's this uh this fbi agent or something and john ritter john 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 ritter but he gets shot and killed oh fuck so james belushi who's like another special agent uh is they find a doppelganger and that's john ritter but he's a bumbling fucking pussy ass idiot and James Belushi has to like train him and get him to follow him on this journey. And the whole time you're watching the movie, you don't know if James Belushi is insane or, or a genius. if it's real because he's telling these fantastic stories and there's other people who are talking to John Ritter, the bumbling idiot character, and they're like, don't believe anything he says, but they're the bad guys. Mm. It's this whole fucking thing. I really like that movie. Anyway, Dennis Feldman wrote and directed that movie. Interesting. Check it out, Real Men. If I watched it now, maybe I'd think differently of it. But Tell me, have you ever really, really, really ever seen Real Men? <laughs> I have not. Directed by Roger Donaldson, with music by Christopher Young, produced by Frank Mancuso Jr. David, how do you know Frank Mancuso Jr.? Shit. I know the name. <laughs> he produced Friday the 13th 2 through 7. Ah, okay. That's right. He's in all the Friday the 13th documentaries. He didn't produce uh, part six, but he did all the other ones between two and seven. Hmm. Uh, his dad was also like a big Hollywood guy, Frank Mancuso Sr. This movie stars uh, introducing Natasha Henstridge. This is her first film. Hmm. She was but like 
21 years old when she did this movie. Also, Michelle Williams. Yeah, when it started, I was like, where do I know that face? It took <laughs> yeah. me a minute. A young Michelle Williams plays the young version of Natasha Henstridge's character. Uh, and that character's name is Sill. S-I-L. Yeah, Sill. Ben Kingsley plays uh, Xavier Fitch. Michael Madsen as Press. Alfred Molina. Throw me the idol. I throw you, you the throw lip. me the idol. I throw you the lip. <laughs> Everybody knows him as Doc Ock these days, but I know him as the guy who fucking yeah, throw me the leaves. Yeah. Adios, senor. Adios, senor. <laughs> he fucked Indy over real good. Yeah, and then he yeah, got he, fucked he up. Died. He got his real quick, though. <laughs> Within like two <laughs> seconds, he was dead. Yep. Uh, and then Forrest Whitaker and Marg Helgenberger from CSI fame. Okay. Uh, Michelle Williams, Forrest Whitaker, Ben Kingsley, all been nominated for Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> And Michelle Williams, I don't think won. Ben Kingsley did, and Forrest Whitaker did. I don't think Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams won. might have won. I don't know. She might have won. But you're right, though. And I was telling my wife about this movie last night. I was like, let me tell you the cast of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the cast of this movie. Plus, there's there also been three people in this cast who have been nominated and or won Emmys, and that is uh, Forrest Whitaker, I believe, uh, Michelle Williams, and uh, Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. So, like, or Mark Helgenberger, excuse me, not Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina's won other awards, though. Like, great actor. Uh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. he's won plenty, I'm sure. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, great ask- actor. Mark Helgenberger, more of a TV actress, right? At this time. She had just come off of China Beach, the TV show. And, ah, uh, she looked familiar. That's probably what I remember her from. CSI. I never watched that show. But, oh, I, well, she was, but my dad was really into China Beach, so I saw a lot of that uh, yeah. growing up. Uh, and then Ben Kingsley, of course, is not Gandhi. He is not. He just pl- plays him in movies. <laughs> uh, Runtime of this movie was uh, 108 minutes with a $35 million budget. David, what was the box office, do you think? How, what would you say the budget was? $35 million. Wow. Um, I mean, this was a hit. Um, do you say wow thinking that it's uh, a high budget? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed it was that, it cost that much. It costs that much, and this is not a fact that I'm going to spit, but it costs that much because a lot of uh, post-production special effects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I will go $70 million. $113.3 million box office. That was way off. Hot box. Hot box. So, VHS box, this is what I went with this way. I didn't do a facts thing because whatever. Fuck the facts. Uh, cover of the box. Pretty infamous cover, if you remember it. Uh, it's do. a species at the top, and it's got Natasha Hanstridge. Very hard to say her name, by the way, but it's got her. Uh, and basically, her body uh, from the shoulders up, it's her. The rest of her body looks like an H.R. Geiger alien, which is because he designed the fucking alien. Geiger. <laughs> Geiger, Geiger, whatever. H.R. <laughs> Geiger. Geiger sounds right, but yeah, it's Geiger. But he designed that, so that's what it looks yeah. like. Um, and then on the left-hand side, it reads, Men cannot resist her. Mankind may not survive her. Oh, God. <laughs> the bottom of the box is just the photos of the other guys. It's uh, Ben Kingsley, <laughs> Michael Madsen, Alfred Molina, and Forrest Whitaker. They're like, Mark Helgenberger, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we'll put you on the back of the box. Maybe. On the back of the box, there's a quote. Uh, from Bonnie Churchill of the National News Syndicate. It says, it'll scare you out of your skin. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see what she did there. 
Bonnie Churchill doesn't uh, doesn't see a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> she says <laughs> this movie is scary. <laughs> yeah, she's not really. She doesn't watch any movies. They as a matter want, of fact. I like read a quote. They're like, "You'll shit your pants in fear." I hope you brought your diapers. There's various images from the movie. In fact, there's one even of uh, Natasha Henstridge uh, putting on a brassiere. Like they're really sexying this movie up, right? Right. And here's the description. She's beautiful, seductive, intelligent, and her charms could spell doom for the entire human race. With an adrenaline-charged mixture of action suspense suspense and passion, this, quote, sci-fi jolt-a-thon is a kick to the finish. What the fuck does that a mean? Kick is to the kick, finish? A kick to the finish? Like the finish is it like people? a kick to the nuts or something. <laughs> is that what it says? Is a kick to the finish? Is a kick to the finish? Is, oh, it means like, this yeah, is yeah, a kick. Yeah, no, I get it. It's a kick. Like, it's a, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a hoot. It's a hoot. Both a hoot and a holler. <laughs> All right. So, this sci fi jolt-a-thon is a kick to the finish. That's what USA Today said. Oh, wow. What High if praise. they meant it's like a kick to the finish, like the people from Yeah, Finland. like a person that fucking thing. <laughs> like, this movie just makes fun Fuck of Finnish people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Stop making movies to make fun of us. <laughs> when a creature genetically engineered through extraterrestrial intelligence escapes from observation, scientist Xavier Finch, Oscar winner Ben Kingsley, assembles an elite team of experts to track it down. These experts, a government assassin, Michael Madsen, an empath, Forrest Whitaker, a biologist, Mark Helgenberger, and an anthropologist, Alfred Molina, combine their expertise and trace their prey to Los Angeles. There, in the form of a stunning young woman, Natasha Henstridge, the alien initiates a horrific plan to mate with unsuspecting men and produce offspring that could destroy mankind. As her deadly biological clock ticks rapidly... Fitch and his team are hurled into a pulse-pounding chase in which the fate of humanity itself hangs in the balance. Incredible special effects combined with non-stop action and sexual intrigue to make species, quote, riveting, bite your nails to the nub stuff. Chris Hewitt, St. <laughs> Paul Pioneer Press. <laughs> yeah, riveting, bite your nails to the nub's stuff. Fucking Chris Hewitt. That was from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, which I'm sure sounds Christ. like. <laughs> That's a mouthful, too. St. Paul Pioneer Press. That sounds like a, a, a high school newspaper. It does. It got real clever with the alliteration. <laughs> Chris Hewitt is also 16 years old. <laughs> anyway, that's the back of the box. What do you think about that? That's what the movie's about. Some of the superlatives, uh, I guess we'll we'll have to see if I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of quotes that they got. Uh, this Bonnie Churchill from the National News Syndicate, who knows what the fuck that is, saying it'll scare you out of your skin. The sci-fi jolt-a-thon that makes fun of Finnish people from USA Today. <laughs> from I don't know about that quote. And then this you know, 16-year-old Chris Hewitt <laughs> from Miss Maple's Fifth Hour. Yeah, he goes, you see Natasha Hentridge's breasts. <laughs> Exactly. That's what Chris Hewitt liked it. He's like, oh. yeah, there's also a lot of boobs. Yeah. Um, so let's, before we get started with the plot, let's just get that out of the way. Okay. What? Do you see Natasha Henstridge naked a lot? Yes. And I want to talk about that. She was a model. She's a very attractive woman. Oh yeah. She's gorgeous. I feel like this movie 
was just an excuse to get her fucking naked at every opportunity. <laughs> yes. And it was n- nudity for nudity's sake. Yes. Now, 18 year 18 year old Brett saw this movie and probably popped a boner like immediately, right? <laughs> and 18 year old Brett probably loved it. 45 yeah. year old Brett does not like gratuitous. You know, nudity. I had a very similar reaction. I was like 15 year old me, or actually when this came out, I think it was summer, so I was 14. You bet your ass I wanted to see this movie, and that's probably uh-huh. exactly why. And for uh-huh. years, I remember seeing it at the VOC Bear, like, oh, one of these days I'm going to paint this movie. <laughs> and we didn't have Cinemax when, when I was a kid, which uh-huh. is, so it was probably on like every night. Um, and then by the time I was old enough to actually see it, I had actually seen real breasts, you know, in real life. So I was like, ah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm good now. But yeah, yeah now I mean, me is a middle aged man, like, uh, yeah. gratuitous nudity, uh, nudity meh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not down with it. I I don't need to see it in my movies. It's not necessary in right. this movie. There's a whole fucking not to spoil anything, but there's a whole sex scene with Alfred Molina that I'm like, Alfred Molina must have been like owed a favor by the director or something. <laughs> like, like he must have like, oh, you helped me get this gig. I'm gonna put a sex scene with you in this movie He's like, because perfect. Uh, because she like ri- is riding him. She's yes. like naked. Um. He probably had to do some major like tucking I, into his waistband or something. <laughs> and then I was reading, uh, you know, sometimes I do that, David. You read and I occasionally? Was reading about Natasha Henstridge and went down a rabbit hole about how she basically outed Brett Ratner as being a fucking piece of dog shit that he is. Not like I didn't ah. know Brett Ratner was a piece yeah. of shit because, first of all, his name's Brett. Second of all, Seeing the movies that I saw that he made, I was like, this guy who directed this thinks very highly of himself when I would watch him in interviews. And the movies he directed, pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, I don't care what anybody says. Rush Hour? Okay. Yeah, it's funny. But that's because of Chris uh, Tucker. Not because yeah, Brett yeah, it's Ratner's not a good some movie. fucking... No, the movie sucks. Off my soapbox there for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let me go back onto it. So she outed this guy. And so... She was part of this whole Me Too movement, and Harvey Weinstein, I think, sexually um, harassed her. Mm, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure she was in Hollywood in the '90s. Harvey Weinstein had something to do with that, and uh, so I feel bad for her having to go through all of that stuff. And this was her introducing Natasha Henstridge movie too, so it was probably like at the time, like, hey, if this is how I gotta break, like, yep, this is how I gotta get in. Yep, of course. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Like, uh, listen. I'm 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 all for women showing their boobs if they want to show their boobs. Yeah, exactly. But like it does it need to be done? No. And do do I do I feel like they took advantage of a young twenty some early twenty, maybe even just twenty year old woman? Yes, I do feel they took advantage of her. And yeah, because really to your point, them. I agree hundred percent. It's gratuitous. It's not yeah. just like a little flash like once no, or twice. She's it's naked like, the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, we see her boobs constantly. Yeah. It's running around doing somersaults and flips and shit. Like that. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's the plot of this movie, David? You read the box. They kind of read the box, but it's a little bit different than that. So we, we get something at the beginning. Uh, we see a big radio telescope, big ass radio telescope. And it says, um, oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Back in the mid 90s, we were fascinated with aliens. Dude. Like, yeah. There were a lot of movies kind of like this in the 90s. This movie is a bit of a was, time capsule. This, there, there's movies like this. There was, I, I wrote down some thoughts on this. I said, um, it was like contact. Yeah. There was a lot of focus on aliens. We got the X-Files on TV. Yeah. Uh, Independence like Day. In, Independence Day, Men in Black, 
contact TV specials about aliens, like alien, alien autopsy. autopsy. Yeah. It was always on. So we were just like very intrigued. Like, like if you had to encapsulate what entertainment was like in the mid nineties, it was like, Oh, anything about aliens coming to earth? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was real big. And the, the whole Roswell thing was like uh fresh in everybody, fresh in everybody's mind. It happened in the forties, <laughs> but everybody was like, Oh fuck Roswell. Ooh, what happened? But anyway, uh, there's a, there's like a insert card that says uh, for the past 30 years, the world's most powerful radio telescopes have been scanning the heavens, searching for signals from alien civilizations. The project is called SETI search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Ooh. Well, they found it. <laughs> Government lab, Utah. Michelle Williams is <laughs> <Who's> there. <laughs> so we got young Michelle Williams. She's like 16, 15 or 16 when Something they did like this that. movie. She's in like a fucking like Magneto uh, X-Men type little glass bubble cage thing. Yeah, they try to pass her off as being 12, but I'm like, okay, maybe she does kind of look young, but I know that she was born in like 1980. So I'm like, <laughs> she's like 15. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she's in like some Magneto's thing, and Ben Kingsley looks on, and he's from from high above, right? Like he's like watching a surgery happen, like in Seinfeld, that Seinfeld episode <laughs> with the Junior Mint. <laughs> Drop the Junior Mint. That episode was just on. Oh, I love uh, that episode. It's delicious. <laughs> so it's anyway, they're she's he's watching, and they're gonna gas her. They're gonna kill her. Yeah, with cyanide. She looks up and she's like, "What? what's going on? She doesn't say that, but she's like thinking that. And he looks down at her and he's like, I'm sorry. And then yep. she says back to him, I'm sorry. And then they gas her. And before she dies, she fucking busts out of this she glass. She punches container. right through that glass and does a fucking yep. triple axle out of that son of a bitch. She's yep. like a somersault or some shit. Yeah, she does a fucking, the fucking triple Lindy. And she- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tuck and roll and then she uh hightails it out of there runs yeah and kingsley and his crew like give oh chase my god. oh god stop her she's a she's a mad woman uh she's a little girl they talk like uh Donald Dr. Loomis. <laughs> michael actually kingsley is putting on an american accent in this oh yeah that's true he doesn't have the British accent. Yeah. He's got a little tinge of Brit in there, but <laughs> for the most part, he's trying to be an American. And uh, she finds she gets she like hops aboard a train that just so happens to be passing through. Yep, like a cargo cargo train. She hops aboard with a hobo. Oh yeah, that hobo. He's not long for this world, but good because he's a fucking pervert. Yeah, he tries to rape her. Yeah, so she breaks him in half. Yeah, throws him against the wall, and he, like, folds in half like a fucking chair. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's like, pretty oh, shit, awesome. she's tough. Yeah. The passenger train eventually stops, and then she sneaks onto another train, or the cargo train stops, and then she sneaks onto a passenger train. Basically just walks right on. She steals somebody's bag and just pretends like she belongs there. Yeah, and, and inside this dude's bag, he has, like, this Sony Watchman. Like, it has, a like, a portable TV. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, what the hell is that? I don't even know. Like... Yes, I'm sure those things existed, but not as good as what they portrayed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Exist. A little portable TV. They did exist, but like you would, it was like reception, like AM radio reception on those fucking yeah. things. Like you barely get it. But anyway, so he, uh, she starts watching TV, and that's how she's learning. Really, is she's watching TV? She, she goes to a hotel later and she watches TV and she learns about sex and then um, dyeing her hair and shit yeah, like that dyeing her hair and stuff and then she's watching people and she's very smart because everything she sees she like absorbs 
Like she just has to watch someone drive a car and she like pays she attention to it. She can figure out how to do it. Could, yeah. She's she slowly learning how to blend in. Yeah. She's like Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> um, she steals a bunch of food too. And she's, a, she's fucking hungry. She's eating a yeah. lot of food. A lot of pudding. And I like this too, and, because she's an alien. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but like when she's eating a banana, she just bites right into it. Cause she's never had a banana before. She doesn't know to peel it. I thought that was kind of funny. And she eats pudding like Ron DeSantis, just like with her fingers. <laughs> just with her fingers just and shoveling it into her. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that story? About no. Is that, that's how he prefers to eat his, his pudding? No, it's not how he prefers to, but he had some pudding and he really wanted to eat it, but he didn't have a spoon. So he's just like, fuck it. So he started using his fingers. <laughs> so now I guess uh, <laughs> I guess this, this pack that uh, is like a Trump supporting pack not a desantis supporting pack put out this commercial and it's just this guy like just fishing fucking <laughs> pudding into his mouth and it's all over the place and all over his fingers oh. and they're like they're like ron desantis get your pudding fingers off of our bills or whatever <laughs> it's fucking amazing because <laughs> uh spoiler alert i hate ron desantis start putting america first oh that'd be they need to hire you this trump pack needs to hire you david <laughs> they don't want me i'll sabotage that shit all right but i hate i hate desantis <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah so so They're knowing awful. that his his fat ass with his baggy no, suits that shit makes it no that, that that's wonderful <laughs> anyway so she's shoveling pudding into her face uh like desantis and uh she starts like contorting and shit and, yeah, her and she's face like oh starts, no she looks into the mirror and her face is just like, bleh, like bleh, bubbling. Bleh. yeah and uh she quickly sprouts tentacles <laughs> yeah that's not good and uh and they go everywhere they're like and uh she she forms a cocoon yep uh-huh. now we're we're gonna meet our main cast of characters at this point. So let's talk about them. We got Mr. Blonde, uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Madsen. Madsen, who, uh, you know, one of the cool, back in the mid nineties, I thought Michael Madsen was the coolest. I did too. Yeah. Cause he always played cool guys. Yeah. Especially in reservoir dogs, uh, asshole psychopath, but cool nonetheless. And he's got this, uh, Michael Madsen kind of, oh, right. Yeah. He kind of always and, plays the same type of character. I figure, I think he, I assume it feels like he's just playing a version of himself. Of course. Like before we started recording today, I was just going through the channels and um, the pickup artist was on okay. the old Robert Downey Jr. movie, which yeah. I've never actually seen. I watched about 10 minutes of it and I was like, God damn, Robert Downey Jr. is Robert Downey Jr. in every movie. Yep. I kind of yep. feel that way about Michael Madsen, even in like Sin City. <laughs> like he's still, he's still Michael Madsen. Was he in Sin City? Yeah. He's like the old partner who uh, works with Bruce Willis. Oh, right. Yeah. The guy talks like this. Yeah. And I used to convince, uh, confuse him and Tom Sizemore. Okay. Yeah, and then can... they were in a, they were in a movie together. I think they were in natural born killers together. Like, oh my God. Or true romance. Uh, one of those, they were in together and they were partners. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> What's going on? Who's who? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. We get introduced. He's an empath. He can, uh, sense people's feelings and kind of psychic abilities. To the point that he's basically a psychic. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Blonde is like a government assassin. Yeah. And then we got Alfred Molina, who I said in the box. He's an anthropologist, I believe. Anthropologist. He knows how how people and species. Cultures and all that shit. And then you got Marg Helgenberger, uh, and she is a uh, biologist. 
Kind of reminded me of like a Michael Crichton type story where you get like this crack group of scientists or whatever together. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, and they go to meet up with Ben Kingsley, who's like, I've called you. You've, you're now the A team. They're like, sir, that's already <laughs> you're the best in Mr. your fields. He's like, oh, well, you're the B he goes, team. I have right. an island off of Costa Rica. He's like, but I'm not going to call you any by your names. You're Mr. Pink. You're Mr. <laughs> you're Mr. Blonde. <laughs> so they all get together and we start learning uh, about what ex- exactly Sill is. Uh, that's yeah. uh, Michelle Williams at this point. Uh, who's in a cocoon currently. And uh, Ben Kingsley basically tells us, uh, we got a message from uh, SETI, the SETI program. We had sent up this thing with Chuck Berry and a golden record and all this sorts of stuff. (laughs) Carl Sagan helped us do this shit back in the 70s. And we finally got a response in 93, which was just a couple years ago in their time. And uh, in that response was how we could make clean, cheap fuel. Energy, yeah. And yeah, it's like, and we, it definitely came from another like galaxy or whatever. Like it was intelligent yeah. life that sent us this information and we tried it and goddamn, it worked. So we figure these people are our friends. They sent us another message and they were like, oh, by the way, you want to have a genetically superior people? Try doing this. Take a little bit of alien DNA, jizz all over it. <laughs> and nine months poop- later, a baby is born. <laughs> Uh, not nine months, no, like, nine like five minutes. seconds. <laughs> uh, so they did it, and some of the some of the eggs survived. Some of them they put in cryostasis. I'm sure that'll come into play in species two, three, yes. or four. Yeah, when I saw that part, uh, I was like, "Oh, that's very clever of them." <laughs> uh, and one of them they let live, uh, grow, and and it took her about four months. To become 12 years old. Yeah, and they show the progression. Like, hey, here's what she looked like after like four hours. Here's what she looked like after like four days or whatever. And like, oh my God, she's growing so fast. He's got a PowerPoint presentation he put together. (laughs) Next slide. This new new, uh, new Mac computer. (laughs) It's got fancy wipes and different transitions. (laughs) It's like Like the blinds. Yeah. It's like, dude, you don't have to do that, all right? It's got sound effects like fucking laser beams after each slide. Pew. (laughs) But it's just Ben Kingsley going, pew. Pew. I made that one myself. Um, <laughs> he goes, go to the next one. Aruga. <laughs> I don't know why they still include those uh, transitions because like you have to be a pretty douche, douchey person to use those wipe transitions. Yeah, especially like in a professional environment. Let's yeah. go to the next slide, <laughs> dude. It all pixelates out, <laughs> pixelates back in. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I really care about the aesthetics. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he says that she, uh, you know, she's an alien and there's no telling what she can do. Cause yeah, she's, she's super, super powerful and she's a danger, uh, cause she's growing at a rapid rate. And if she, if she breathes, breathes, that's going to be a problem. Yes. And she's in a cocoon right now on this train and the, the conductor of the train's coming around. Ticket, please. Tickets. <laughs> she had already gotten her ticket, but she, uh. Uh, opens the door, this conductor, and she's like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck's all this shit all over the walls? (laughs) Yeah, who's cleaning this up? Guess what? My ass. I'm pissed. (laughs) A hand reaches out of the cocoon and kills her. And then uh, we get another scene, but it comes back, and this is when we first see Natasha Henstridge. Yeah, she's like born right out of the cocoon. She's like... (laughs) (laughs) She's just covered in fucking petroleum. Yeah, she's covered in placenta. 
And she's naked, so this is the first time we see her naked. Uh, you know how they filmed that? They filmed it upside down, actually. That makes sense. So yeah, it she kind of drops out like ass first, right? Yeah. So they kind of like pulled pulled her out. Okay. I don't know because they filmed it upside well upside right, and then they reverse. I don't know. It was uh, yeah. That makes it. sense. They would have pulled her up, I guess. Yeah. Instead of I don't know why they mm. did that, but probably because they didn't want her to get hurt by falling. Yeah, because she was naked. Plopping on the ground. You're breaking her tailbone. They, they probably just had to give a job to a PA that had some dirt on the director. He's like, yeah, you can pull her out. All right. Yeah, you can touch her naked body. <laughs> you can be on set. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, Miss Hentridge. This is my first job. Natasha. <laughs> can I call you Nat? <laughs> Natty. <laughs> uh so okay all these people are there uh oh yeah this is where i wrote nudity for nudity's sake 18 year old brett would have liked it 45 year old brett so annoyed. <laughs> not so much so she makes it to la along the way she steals some clothes she steals a car and she like buys a dress like i, I kind of like that first scene because she doesn't really know how she's supposed to dress it. she buys a almost like a wedding dress yeah thing and she's walking around like downtown la uh like the shady area of downtown la and and people are just kind of looking at her like, what the fuck? But then she mm-hmm. starts seeing women that are pregnant. Yeah, I think the woman that she buys the dress from is pregnant. And she's like, oh, this gives yeah, me an idea. Some, some more babies. And she's like, you know, like, you know, she's got this biological clock. She's part human anyway, right? She's, yep. she's like got that natural instinct to want to have a baby that uh, people They should have snuck Ace of Base in there. Though. All that she wants is another baby. <laughs> She'll kill your baby. All that she wants. She's like a Black Widow, baby. Yeah. Uh, they should put that song in there. But she's like, I want to go meet a guy. So she she goes and checks into the seedy motel, and the guy behind the counter uh, tells her that she can meet a guy at this club. Yeah, and it's like walking distance from the motel. She's like, okay. So she goes there looking for dudes. It's happening. It's a happening joint. She sees this guy, and this guy's like, hey, what's your name? You know, you want to come home with me? And this other girl, like, cock blocks her. Yep. Like, hey, I thought you were going to take me home or something. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's like, well, I just got to go take a, a, a shit. A dump. <laughs> <laughs> got to take a diarrhea dump. I'll be right back. <laughs> gotta, I, gotta, I got one that's been brewing in the chamber for a yep. while. <laughs> so uh, Natasha Henstridge follows her to the shitter. And uh, <laughs> the girl's like, win some, lose some. All's fair in love and war. And Natasha Henstridge is like, oh, yeah, cool. And the lady goes, and while she's shitting, uh, Sill kills her. Yep. Like right through the the stall, like the wall of it. Yeah. You dead. <laughs> you died taking too. the shit. <laughs> she's like Elvis. Yep. Like the king. <laughs> this uh. is my throne. Uh, so she goes back out, and she doesn't even go home with that dude. She goes up to some other dude. And she's, she uses the line that the chick that she just killed used on that dude. She's like, I got a party to go to. Will you take me there? And he's like, where's the party? And she's like, I don't know. And she just starts kissing him. And he's like, fuck it. All right. Yeah, I'll take well, this is, this is working out splendidly. Come with me. So he takes her to his house. And this guy is a douche and a half. Total douche. It's a cool house, though. Yeah, I guess. But he's like, he snaps and his lights turn on. <laughs> that Maybe was that so was cool. stupid. Like, turns lights on. Then he snaps again and it turns the music on. Like, there's no way that would work. He's got a clapper. That's all he's got. <laughs> he's, like, he's snapping his fingers, but in his pocket, he's got a remote control and he's pushing buttons. <laughs> or he's got his roommate over there just flipping on switches. <laughs> flipping switches. <laughs> Turning on power strips. So he goes, uh, I'm going to go take a shower. If you want to take a shower later, you can. 
do whatever you want. Hey, person babe. I just met, I'm going to leave you alone in my house for a little while. Yeah. While I so he goes and takes a shower and she comes in and she looks at him and, and he doesn't say this, but it's almost like, you see anything you like? Yeah. Cause he's kind of strutting about naked. We don't yeah. see any of his stuff, but like he's not covering himself up exactly. She looks at his dick and she's all, uh, on second thought, I'm going to leave. <laughs> she's like, if I'm going to breed with somebody, I want to have somebody who has like, I don't know, a fucking regular size cock, not your little baby dick you got there. <laughs> I was wondering about this because he touches her face and then that's yeah. when her whole mood kind of changes. She's like, eh, nah, I want to go home. Well, Mark Helgenberger uh, explains it. Oh, does she? Yeah. She must have sensed because she has an ability to sense right. like weakness. And she wants to mate with somebody who's strong intellectually and physically. And there's something she wrong with him. senses something wrong with him. And they find that he is a diabetic. Ah, okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So they find out when after. Okay. Okay. So like, she kills him because he try, he gets all rapey with her. Yeah. And at first she like fights it off and then she's like, ah, fuck it. All right. You want to make out? Let's make out. Yeah. And so he, she sticks his tongue, her tongue all the way through his head. Yeah. Quite the French kiss. I didn't that win like an MTV uh, <laughs> oui, oui. movie award or some shit. I don't know, but the MTV movie awards were the worst. Oh yeah. But I just remember kids <laughs> at school like talking about it. And I was like, Oh, I want to see it so bad. <laughs> Did they talk about her boobs? <laughs> um, Cause just talking about her boobs makes me want to go jerk oh. off. <laughs> um, but she, uh, he was getting all rapey. So that's, so she yep. killed him because he was a rapist. Like, they, okay. Just justifiable. Yeah, that was a cool death. Uh, anyway. So when they find his body, when these, uh, this, the B team comes and finds his body, they, uh, find out that he was a diabetic. So that must've been why she got scared off. She's like one of those dogs that like, Oh, <laughs> someone's going to have a seizure. And so they start barking. Like she yeah, can sense yeah, that. She, yeah. She's got that sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. She's my fucking, uh, uh, what do they call those? Like fucking Wilford Brimley tries to pick up on her. And she's like, oh, wait a second. You got, you got diabetes, I think. He's like, I got the beatus. I was in a movie called Cocoon. You came out of a cocoon? Come on. Yeah, and I got the diabetes. By the way, Wilford Brimley was at the same show that you met Natasha Henstridge. Was that the same show? Damn. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Crazy. I am right. I'm always right, David. I wonder if he hit on her. All right. Uh, they have an APB out for her. They're like, put out an APB for that car. Yeah, she's always one step ahead. And she's driving in the car. She drives right by where all the cops are, and there's been an APB out for this car. Not a cop fucking turns their head. <laughs> they don't notice. They're like, where's a minority we can beat up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just a blonde lady in a, in a stolen car. Ah, fuck it. She's probably cool. Oh, look, a minority youth walking around with a hoodie on. Let's let's beat the <laughs> let's shit out of him. bother him. <laughs> oh, they, they also use that thing that I hate in movies and TV shows where they're like, uh, enhance that video. Enhance that video. <laughs> it makes little computer noises. <laughs> yeah. More. Just, enhance. That doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But yeah, anyway. They can't uh, get they a clear photo of what she actually looks like at this point. Yeah, because they know that she's aged, but they don't yeah. know what she looks like. Don't they have that technology where it's like, okay, this is what she looked like at 12. I guess we can probably predict what she's going to look like. I remember Unsolved Mysteries had that. Yeah, uh, These are uh, all scientists. Fucking, like, not one yeah. of them was like, she's probably, wherever she is, she's probably smoking hot. <laughs> uh, call, call John Walsh at America's Most Wanted. I'm sure he could like go, okay, I got a couple guys we can do, a couple artist friends. I crunched the numbers to see how much her breasts have grown. <laughs> oh, side note here. Mm-hmm. Uncrustables are one of the best things to eat. Do you like Uncrustables? 
My wife does. I was watching this movie and I was eating Uncrustables. <laughs> That's funny. My wife loves those. They're best, like, not straight out of the freezer, but like five minutes out of the freezer. Mm. So they've thawed a little bit, but that peanut butter in the middle is still kind of hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> they are pretty good. Mark Helgenberger. Uh, oh, she, uh, this chick, uh, she's walking through. Um, oh, Natasha Hentridge. Yeah, she's yeah, like she's walking walk- down the street. She dumps the car because she's like, fuck this. And she's walking through downtown LA and she gets hit by a car. <laughs> and like, doesn't it like send her through a, like a bus stop a bus or stop. something? Yeah. Like she gets fucked yeah. up. Yeah. And this dude in a convertible is driving by and he's like, uh, cause the guy who hit her just takes off. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, dude, that guy had a 65 Mustang. Like that's my car. Yeah. Convertible. The only difference is mine has red interior. The guy who stops and helps her. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy leaving also has a convertible. Dude, when I was a kid, I thought everybody in LA. Everyone in California just had a convertible. <laughs> it's fucking Hollywood. Hollywood. And they're all doing like cocaine and drugs all the time. <laughs> yep. Uh, so so this guy takes her to the hospital and he's like, oh, I just want to make sure she's okay. And the person at the hospital is like, well, do you know her? And he's like, no, not really. He's like, but she's she's smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, That's why he's he he followed her. But the the lady behind the counter is like, well, do you know if she has insurance? It's like, how the fuck do I know? Yeah, I just I said don't I don't know, know her. her. <laughs> she had no idea said, or anything on her. So he's like, I just put it on my credit card. I'll take care of this. Dude, again, because she's hot. Exactly. Right? That's oh, the only yeah, reason this why. This guy's got a one track mind. Had it been fucking Martha Dumpstruck from fucking Heathers, <laughs> he would have been like, uh, no. <laughs> he <laughs> just leave her checked. there. Yeah. She'd still be on the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. And he maybe would have called for help. Maybe. Maybe even the ambulance wouldn't have come. Yeah, because he calls for help on his cell phone. Maybe yeah, at, the, at mid nineties, probably like all oh, these calls are very expensive. It's ten dollars a fucking yeah, minute. No, I think I'll I'll rely on some other good Samaritan <laughs> Somebody else to take care do. of it. <laughs> One of these shop owners will call. Going back to your earlier, you were talking about that Seinfeld episode with the Junior Mint. Uh, did you see the yeah. doctor? It's fucking Mister Whitman, is Elaine's <laughs> boss. Yeah. Well, the doctor is like looking at her and he's like, your, your scapula is like all fucked up. We're going to need to, I don't know what we're going to need to do. Take some x-rays or something. And then she just kind of like thinks really hard and, uh, she heals herself. Yeah. And the doctor's like, what? (laughs) He's like, huh? And then she just gets up and walks out and he's just kind of like, and somebody calls doctor, we need you. Some kid's dying. And he's all, I don't know. Her scapula just healed She uh, goes with this dude. Yeah, Mustang uh, boy takes her Mustang, home. Mustang Sally. She goes with him to uh, his house, and he serves up fruit and cheese. And he's got some and opera she, music playing. This guy's landed on real thick. Oh, God. Such a, he's like, I like this place because it makes you feel like you're not in L.A. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're oh, a dick. Fuck off. Kill him. Uh, but she's like, she wants to fuck him, right? Because she's like, oh, she doesn't sense that he has diabetes. Uh, so <laughs> she starts wanting to fuck him. And then she tells him, he's like, slow down, slow she down. Gets naked, she's like, yeah, slow, oh, slow down. Oh, also, like, his phone rings. He's like, I'm going to come. <laughs> because, like, at, meanwhile, like, at the hospital, they figure out, because they run the credit card, and they're like, oh, he's at that guy. So they're trying to get a hold of him on the phone. His phone yeah. rings, and I thought this was hilarious. He's in the middle of making out with a naked Natasha Hentridge in his hot tub, and he starts to get out to get the phone. <laughs> he's going to like, what? And then she's Dude. like, no, 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 stay here with me. I was like, you think? Yeah. And then she's like, you don't need these. And she like goes to pull off his uh, trunks, and he's, he's like, all, this is all happening so fast. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, I want a baby. And he's all, <laughs> what? Yeah, like the record scratch. <laughs> And she goes, don't go. I want a baby. And he's like, oh, dear. I think I've made a About terrible that. mistake. 
<laughs> I should have picked up Martha Dumbstruck. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn it. Fuck. So he doesn't have too much time to to regret his mistake though, because he's gonna regret it a whole lot more now. Because she starts morphing right in front of him, and he's like, oh my god. Yeah, and uh, Michael Madsen and Mark Helgenberger come in, and uh, uh, they bust down the door, and she's already killed him. Yeah, she drowned him. She heads for the hills. She's like out in the woods, and they're looking for her. Like Forrest Whitaker's there. Forrest Whitaker's in the forest. That's kind of funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> they're out there in the woods looking for her, and he can sense she's around, but he doesn't. Quite yeah, he doesn't know, know exactly, exactly where she is. So she goes out, and she ends up. It must be the next day or something. She oh, it's still that same night, I think, because it's nighttime. Which is oh, in she, like in the parking lot of a grocery store or something, and some naked. Yeah, completely naked, and she gets into this woman's car, and this woman's like, oh, Jesus! And she's like, oh, you gotta help me, kind of implying that she had been attacked or raped or something. And of course, like, she's using that to her advantage, right? And this woman's like, okay, sweetie, what's going on? Well, she takes her hostage, kidnaps her or whatever, (laughs) ties her up in her own house. Yeah, and takes her car. Oh, something that I liked that she did here was then she goes back to the scene of the crime, and she's kind of far away. Again, none of the cops spot her or anything. But she reads Ben Kingsley's lips like she did in the beginning of the movie. And he basically yep. says, like, oh, tomorrow night we'll go back to that same club because that's probably where she's going to try to pick up some dudes again. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. that's good to know. Um, one thing that I want to say, too, is when they're in the woods looking for her, a squirrel attacks Marg Helgenberger <laughs> and scares her. And I thought that was so odd because I'm like, squirrels don't do that. I think it was rabid. <laughs> yeah, it was. Dude, what if at one point Natasha Hentridge went to like try to get with her and she's like, oh, wait a second. You have rabies. You need to get to a hospital. That one's free. Next time I see you, I'm going to fucking kill you, though. What if the squirrel wants to fuck Natasha Hentridge? She's <laughs> like, I'm saving her. She'll think I'm cute. Come with me, honey. <laughs> I have some nuts. Our children will be really good at climbing trees. He's like, well, you're making a good case, little squirrel. <laughs> and you are healthy um so she's got this woman hostage i thought this was kind of neat i guess not neat in a Hmm. neat way but she has this woman hostage and she's like gonna come up with this she comes up with this whole fucking plan who knows what tv show she's been watching that she was able to hatch this plan but she's going to uh get a bunch of gasoline put it in this car get the woman that she's kidnapped put her in the car lead the police on a wild goose chase crash the car blow it up and they'll think they got her because the woman's body will blow up yeah she cuts off the woman's thumb so she cuts off her own thumb first and then it grows back and i was like why did she do that i did the same thing and i was like huh she cuts off the woman's thumb and the the idea is is that she'll put her thumb somewhere yeah. So they'll think that the woman's missing thumb is actually her thumb. So when they do the test, they'll be like, oh, it was her DNA, blah, 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 blah. They said her thumb got ripped off when she was opening the car door or something. Oh. That's how they explain that away. But real quick, there's a lot of DNA testing going on here. Now, if you recall, what happened in 1994, 1995, David? <laughs> O.J. Simpson trial. And what was inadmissible oh, yeah, DNA. DNA. So, like, they're really, like, playing up this whole DNA thing when in actuality in 1994-95, there was the fucking hugest case of the century. And they were like, well, is one in a bazillion chance it's him, but there's still a chance that it's not him. So, <laughs> or there's one in a bazillion chance it wasn't OJ. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, there's still a chance that we it wasn't. So we the benefit can't, of the doubt. 
Yeah. So it's like back then DNA wasn't looked on like it is now. Like now it's like, what's DNA say? Well, that's gospel. There's your gay. (laughs) Guilty. Uh, Okay. So everyone thinks that she's dead. Uh, again, like yeah. David said, yeah, because she, she read- uses that information. Like earlier, when I was saying how she read his lips. She goes to the club. She goes to the back of it. Force Whitaker's outside and spots her, and he's like, "Hey, hey, everybody, she's out here." And then that's when she gets the car, takes off, crashes it, but yeah, bails out right before. Oh, and Ben Kingsley has immediate access to helicopters anytime. Yep. They're always yep. just on the ready. He's like, "Get the helicopters up there," because we got the the car chase, the spotlight from the helicopters on her. So she crashes into the trans, like a power transformer. Car blows up, and then the helicopters light that shit up and shoot like missiles at it. Yep, she did. Yeah, but she's not dead. She goes and dyes her hair and cuts it because, uh, as we talked about before, she sees this on TV. Yeah, someone coloring their hair, and so she's like, "Oh, I could do that." And then she goes and meets up. She goes back to where Ben Kingsley is. And um, I don't know exactly why she does this. Like, why this is, is she This is very stupid. This is where I was like, you're very, very smart and you keep getting smarter. Now might be the time to maybe explore the East Coast of the United yeah, States. Go like, so, get the hell I out mean, of there. Even Northern California at this Anywhere point. Anywhere right? but here. <laughs> but she goes back to Ben Kingsley and his uh, B team. And she ends up fucking Alfred Molina. Because she wants to get pregnant still, and she must have noticed something in Alfred Molina that most women don't. And uh, maybe because he's really smart, superior intellect or something. And I don't even think she was intending to get with him because she walks in, Michael Madsen, she's kind of attracted to him. Yeah, she wants to fuck him. Yeah, but he ends up banging uh, the other chick. Mark Helgenberger. So and she, that's another thing too. Is like, why did they have that whole sex scene? Like, I know. Okay, so she can't get with uh, uh, Michael Madsen, but it's like, I don't know. Like, it was weird. Just threw, and then she just threw a sex door to like listen through the walls. And I thought this was weird too. That she presumably kills the the maid or the housekeeper to get the key. You're yeah. like the strongest woman on earth. Like, what the hell do you need a key just for? Bust the, just break yeah. the door. All, also. No housekeeper comes around that late at night. They no. all come around in the morning. It's a afternoon. morning activity. <laughs> but she <laughs> goes and she's listening through the walls and Alfred Molina walks in and he's like, what are you doing in my room? And she's like, I stole a key and walked in here. And he's like, oh, why? Okay. And then, and then he goes, and then she's like, I want to fuck you or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, you see, like uh, I saw you at the bar or something like that. And then he goes, and she takes off her clothes and she comes onto him and he says this, this is an exact quote. This kind of thing doesn't usually happen to me. The truer statement is this, this kind of never shit happened. never happens <laughs> not, to anyone. Usually. Yeah. To anyone. <laughs> not, not this kind of stuff usually doesn't happen to me. That implies that sometimes it perhaps could happen. Yeah. No, Alfred Molina. It happens to nobody. The closest <laughs> it's ever gotten to happen to me, David, I was in Las Vegas and I was uh, up all night gambling like you do when I was younger and I was playing um, blackjack and mm-hmm. I've been at this table for a while and then I was like, I'm going to play some poker and I won like a few hundred dollars at yeah. poker, right? So I had these stack or this rack of chips and I went to the cashier and cashed them in and after I got my cash, I was walking away and this lady was standing there and she goes, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, pretty good. And I thought it was one of the girls that was that like worked there or playing blackjack with me earlier because yeah. there was people that would come and go and i would talk to and i was like pretty good and she was like well do you need any company and i looked at her and then i looked at the cash in my hand and i looked at her again and i was like oh, oh you're a prostitute no, no thank good. you <laughs> <laughs> and i just walked away <laughs> i was like oh no <laughs> that was the closest <laughs> that funny. kind of thing has ever happened 
Oh, yeah, I don't think I've ever been propositioned, so good for you. Some of us got it. Some of us, <laughs> some of us wish it. they had it. Um, but she bangs him, and like you were saying earlier, just a very gratuitous scene of her uh, just riding yes. Alfred Molina. But I do yep. like that after he finishes, he goes, I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> That's a good reaction. Yeah, and then she's like, "I can feel it," and he's like, "What?" And she's like, "The baby or whatever," and he's all, and he's well, like, well, you're, "Oh you're silly. no!" And he's like, and "That's goes, not how it how it works, honey." And she goes, "Give me your hand," and he can feel the baby kicking already, and he's all, "It's you!" And he she's puts like, it together. It and goes, oh fuck! And then she kills him. Yep. And Forrest Whitaker comes up, and he's like, "I think something's going on." Gets Michael Madsen. They bust in there, and they see her. And she's an alien looking motherfucker. As they're like busting in the door, she busts through the fucking wall, like right next to him, just jumps Kool-Aid man style right out of the wall. And then, yeah, runs runs away (laughs) into the sewer. (laughs) They're like, oh, Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, shit. (laughs) They they end up chasing her down the sewers and into like the fucking, uh, what is that, where all the oil is? And what is that they call the... um, tar pits like the yeah, La, Brea La Brea tar pits yeah they, they chase her into all this shit and uh ben kingsley and michael madsen forrest whitaker mark helgenberger are the only ones left and they they're chasing after her they got these fucking guns they're all like we got guns we got flame throwers those are like fucking video game weapons i was like where the hell yeah. did they get those those are awesome and they all know how to use them yeah they're all pros yep so they go down in there and she's down there. She's like in the water of the sewage. Yeah. She and they're trying to track her and they see little fart bubbles coming up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's flatulent. Like, <laughs> She's down there underneath the water, like trying to plug her butthole, but she can't stop. Forrest Whitaker and uh, uh, Ben Kingsley go one way. Madsen and Helgenberger go the other way. And then she comes out of the water and kills Ben Kingsley. Yeah. It kills him real good. And uh, Michael Madsen and her uh, and Mark Helgenberger come and join up and they start chasing her after. Okay, so she runs off uh, to give birth. She's an alien now. She looks like fucking Xenomorph. She does. Yep. She runs off to give birth and she gives birth by having the baby like burst through her chest, kind of like an alien. <laughs> the baby comes out and it's all, hello, my baby. Hello, hello my darling. My honey, hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> and it's a little uh, boy. And earlier um, they had said, like, if she has a boy, we're really we're fucked because he could just go around banging everything and just have a, a million babies. Yeah. There's no telling how many babies. The baby's like, this pee pee may be small, but give me like a week and this thing's going to be huge. <laughs> Little baby. Little baby. <laughs> the baby's born. Okay. I don't think this would pass today. Like, I don't think you could have a, a child like with their little baby wang uh, in a movie. <laughs> Because look at what yeah. happened. Like uh, that that little dick from the Nirvana cover is still That's trying true. to sue. He lost though. I know he lost, but he's still trying to sue. Yeah. Uh, this, but it, it would be perceived as, although it's not. It would be perceived as like being yeah they probably wouldn't do it today and that's probably a good decision not to it is probably a good decision so not only was natasha henstridge nude but they were also doing nude little boys like this <laughs> this movie like gives me the willies <laughs> just seeing it i was like mm, really yeah, Can yeah. cut that can't we cut that scene out just shoot them from the chest up like i don't know i don't think that's necessary yeah but or maybe anyway. just have one of them react and go oh my god it's a boy <laughs> yeah exactly believe right? me it's a boy <laughs> or or show him as an alien with an alien dick i'd yeah, be okay big with that one. a fucking massive alien dong 
If my kid's gonna be in this, you're gonna give him fucking Mark Wahlberg's dick in Boogie Nights. <laughs> fucking Boogie Nights. It's <laughs> gonna fucking Dirk Diggler. I like when the the baby comes out, like the the little baby's just kind of walking around, and there's a a rat that like walks by. And the kid yeah. looks at it and he's reaching like he's trying to grab this rat to presumably eat it, and it but it's just yeah. out of his reach. And then the kid's just like, ah, fuck it, and uses a like a frog tongue and just goes, <laughs> eats yeah. that shit. Eats that shit. The baby turns into an alien too, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so, because this is right when Fortis Whitaker walks up on him. He's like, oh, fuck, and he gets his flamethrower, torches yeah. that baby. Torches the baby. Now mom's pissed off, right? Yep. She's healed from her birth and wounds. Uh, her chest vagina has uh, closed back up and <laughs> she comes out, she's all pissed off and uh, she gets thrown into the tar pit. Oh, uh, well, Michael Madsen like, like tries to, he's, he, he gets like the, uh, he's about to kill her or something like that, right? Or no, he's walking by well, and she grabs him. Yeah. And she throw. well, she throw. first of all, she falls into the oil and burns up and they think she's dead. So they're trying to get Forrest Whitaker up, right? And they're pulling him up and then she pops up one last, well, no, you know, no, no, no. Before this though, she's got Michael Madsen. Like she sprouts like titty tassel tentacles. Oh yeah. She has, <laughs> she has fucking tentacles out of her nips. Yeah. And she wraps it around his neck and she's like hanging Michael Madsen, but he grabs a knife and he cuts and the slices, tentacle off and frees himself. That, nip, that nippy, that long nippy. <laughs> and, uh, and then he shoots her, I think, into the yeah, yeah, yeah. into the pit. Yep, and she's like burning. So they're getting Forrest Whitaker, and then like one last hurrah, she like grabs Forrest Whitaker's yeah, she ankle, pops out. and Michael Madsen grabs a gun, like a shotgun, and he tells <laughs> Forrest Whitaker to duck, and he puts the fuck under her head, and he goes, "Let go, you motherfucker!" Kablam! <laughs> and it's like so cheesy. It's, it's so super like super cheesy. That last line, "Let of, go, like, you motherfucker!" Yeah, what is what is the line in Aliens like? Get your hands off her, you bitch, get or some shit like bitch that. Or something like yeah, that. Get, get away from her, you bitch. Like, it's that kind of yeah. like cheese ball. He blows her head off. Blows her head off. She did. Yep. They all walk out, and uh, Mark Helgenberger's like, oh, I'm so glad to be back in the sewer. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke, everybody, right? And, and even Michael Madsen has a line. He's like, to Forrest Whitaker, he's like, I thought you had your last Long Island iced tea. And Mark Helgenberger's like, I thought we all had our last Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> they walk out, shows a rat again, right? And the rat's just kind of looking at another rat or something. And then the rat's tongue like shoots out. Because <laughs> she fucked a rat, dude. She fucked that, she fucked that squirrel and had a baby rat. <laughs> Well, because they had established earlier in the, the movie that she had, like, regenerative uh, properties. So, like, part of that tentacle was still there. So, I think when the I rat guess. ate it, it, like, absorbed I, it. I like to think she fucked a rat. She fucked that rat, though, definitely. <laughs> this little fucking rat dick. <laughs> this very, very tiny little rat lipstick. Or the, or the squirrel. Or, the, or she fucked the squirrel and it just looked like a rat now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe she did them both. Yeah. Squirrel rat gangbang. Yeah. It's actually pretty smart. Like, you're just to maximize your opportunity, just go around banging everything. And that's the other thing, too, is like, I don't know, like, would her, well, yeah, okay, because she mixed with human DNA. So, so she could mate with a human. Because I'm like, interspecies mating is not something. Yeah, that she was happens. part, part human. But she was part human. All right, that's the end of the movie. Uh, you had never seen this movie. Now you have seen this movie, David. What were your thoughts on this movie? Like, first of all, let's cover the fact that this is a sci-fi thriller horror. Okay, yeah. it's not really horror. 
It's no. more sci-fi. There was one, and I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even write it down, but there was one part that made me jump. And I was what like, was ah, it? Jesus. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a cheap the jump squirrel. scare. It, it might have been squirrel. squirrel. I don't know. There's something that got me. But yeah, I wanted to see this movie really bad as a teenager. I knew going in, I was like, this movie's going to be fucking terrible. I'm, I'm like 99% sure of it. I'll start with things that I liked. Um, I th- the cast was good. Uh, and I liked the actors. I was actually impressed because I didn't know who was in this movie because it had been so long. And I was like, as I kept seeing names come up on the screen, I was like, oh, okay. You said you were telling your wife the cast. What, yeah. What was your wife's reaction? Was she like, oh, shit. She's like, wow. And, I, and then I told her what the movie was about. She's like, that doesn't seem like the type of movie that they would do. And I was like, right? <laughs> it was the 90s. It was a weird time. Was. Um, I liked Natasha Henstridge. Um, yeah, she's not given a whole lot to do, but I thought she was effective. She reminded me almost of like the Terminator, like yeah. in the first Terminator movie where she doesn't have a whole lot of lines or anything, um, but she's believable as, you know, this Which makes sense, too, alien. because she was a brand new actress who yeah. was um, a former model. So it's like, did she do good in the role? Yeah, but yeah. there wasn't much to it. Like anybody could have done that role. Um, I liked some of the action sequences, as cheesy as they were, but like the helicopter chase and the car chase stuff and the train thing at the beginning. Uh, there was a lot going on, like a lot happened, you know, just various action scenes. Um, it reminded me of like, I said earlier, a Michael Crichton type movie where you get these scientists together to like solve some sort of problem mixed with like a Paul Verhoeven, like Total Recall, Starship Troopers kind of vibe. Because, you yeah. know, he's kind of known for gratuitous nudity and stuff. And and then that's where the movie, I feel like, lost me a little bit. It was just so much that you said it earlier. It doesn't add anything to the story. It just comes across as gratuitous. I think they had an interesting enough story that they didn't mm-hmm. need that stuff. Like, if you had taken away, you know, half the two-thirds of the nude scenes, or hell, all of them, and had more action and more, like, story, I, I think that would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, um, the special effects are super dated. Uh, some of the practical <laughs> effects looked good, but the CG stuff was just when those tentacles so were coming bad. out of Michelle Williams. I was just like, oh god. Yeah, and then like the whole last scene in the sewer is just really bad, and then the jokes like none of the jokes really land. No, they land in <laughs> a pile of shit. Yeah. So so was it a, was it a sci fi joltathon uh, that kicks Finnish people? <laughs> Finish people. Yeah, so the sci-fi jolt-a-thon is a kick to the yeah, finish. Yeah, no, no. Uh, the only thing, yeah, I was glad uh, when I finished watching the movie and I could kick the TV. Uh, no, but it wasn't terrible. I actually was expecting it to be worse, um, but it's not a good movie. It's not a movie I would recommend. It's not a movie I ever intend to see again. So I went one and a half. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I could, I, I, you know what? I'll just go one and a half. Also, I, I put two down. I did but too, but like, the more we talked about it, I was like, no, I'm, I'm knocking it down. <laughs> yeah, I put two down, but I'll just go one and a half. We'll agree uh, on this one uh, 100%. Everything you said um, and more. I, I think I've already given my feelings on this movie. I don't mind the cast and I don't mind the story. It is a very trite story. It's yeah. a very like dated movie, um, but it's just like it exists in the world that sci-fi thrillers exist. This is one of them. Yeah, it's very 90s. And it's not any different from The Mimic or what's that movie? Phantoms. I think they're all like kind of in that same like aliens. Yeah, uh, The Relic. Like a lot of those movies kind of came out around the same time. Yeah, they're all shit. (laughs) But they made 
three more movies. Uh, and the second movie has Natasha Henstridge, Michael Madsen, and Marg Helgenberger, I think, all back wow. uh, for more. So they got the cast back, uh, but apparently that movie sucks. Never saw it. Uh, Species 3, I think, was like a made-for-TV movie. Mm. I don't know. It seems like it should be. Yeah. And uh, Species 4. Now, I uh, signed up for Cinemax for a free oh, seven-day tri- yeah, trial. Yeah, yeah, so you can so you watch it for free. So I could watch it for free. And uh, on Cinemax, they have Species 2 and Species 3. I didn't look if they had Species Ooh, 4. you got something to do tonight. Yeah, I got a trilogy to watch. Yeah, that'll be finish fun. it off. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, when I told my wife what movie we were doing, and then I the I said, okay, I'm going to go up and watch that because I watched it in my office uh, today. Uh, Did you go up with a, a jar of lotion and some Kleenex? She's like, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. She goes, she goes, have fun. What did she say? What did she call it? Have fun pulling your pud to Natasha Henstridge, <laughs> <laughs> which which cracked me up so much because she was just like, "Have fun pulling your pud," and I was like, "Oh, well. I will." <laughs> uh, I did not. I did not pull my. Oh, pud, that's good. Uh, to Natasha Henstridge. Uh, I did to Michael Madsen though. I was all oh, fucking yeah, just like, oh, Mr. Blonde. <laughs> yeah, it's like taffy down there though. Um, all right, so uh, that was species. A one and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Hey, if you agree with us, you agree with us. If you don't, you should tell us. Hey, tell us both ways. Yeah, now how can they tell us, David? Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, Hive. Uh, search the Swear Wolves on those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swear Wolves podcast. Go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And Chris Hewitt of the St. Paul Pioneer Press says our podcast is riveting bite your nails to the nubs kind of stuff. His words. Ready for this shit? Hold on, I have to fart. Oh, oh. Did you just shit your pants? No, it was close. It <laughs> <laughs> was risky. It'd be an awful. No, I'm good. I'm good to go. But you're like, the show must go on. I'm going to sit in this filth <laughs> for the next hour and a half. I'm a pro.